It's generally known as a quality that employers want from their workers, but is there a place for juggling outside of the circus? My name is Tom, and on the podcast today, we are testing whether multitasking actually helps you make the most of your time by asking, how would you know I can't do two things at once? Hi, and welcome to How Would You Know, the podcast where we ask the big questions of the people who actually know the answers. I would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of these lands, the Jagera, Yugara, and Ugarable peoples of Ipswich and Springfield, where this podcast is recorded as keepers of the ancient knowledge and whose cultures and customs continue to nurture this land. I also pay respect to the elders, past, present, and future. I'm joined today by someone who knows a thing or two about juggling competing deadlines. It's Dr. Liam Hendry, a USQ psychology lecturer who's done a bit of research in short-term memory, attention, and semantic memory. How are you, Liam? Oh, pretty good this morning. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us on the pod. Um, First of all, do you want to give us a bit of an insight into uh, what you've done in uh, your research, particularly around that short-term memory and attention, and your perception of what multitasking is? Okay, well, to put this concept, and a concept of multitasking, to put it into perspective, first thing I want to do is just clear up what we're talking about when we're talking about multitasking. Um, It relates to an ability of a computer, usually, to do two or more tasks in the same time frame uh, and get perfect results. When we try to apply that to a human being, we really can't. So when people are talking about multitasking with human beings, they're not talking about it in the same way that we would talk about it with a computer. So with humans, obviously, we can only do one thing at once. The research is pretty clear on that. And um, because we can only do one thing at once, if we try to do more than one thing at once, performance will start to suffer. Ah, but some of you might say, well, what about the old uh, the old line? I think it went back to Lind- Lind- Lyndon Johnson, the American president, who said of President Ford he can't walk and chew gum at the same time. And that comment comes up a lot when we talk about this idea uh, of, of human multitasking. The fact that uh, we can appear to be doing multiple things within the same time frame, and nobody's going to argue with that, but are we doing them well, and are we doing them as perfectly as we would be if we were doing them one by one? So that's to start off with what I mean about multitasking. My own research into short-term memory is part of an overall uh, research, I suppose, into cognition, and I teach cognition as well. So I have to basically stay current. We see the whole thing as it's it's an ongoing process. So there are many different components to cognition. And when we look at the flow of information, we have sensory information coming in. Then we have a perceptual system, which is mind and brain working together. I can talk a little bit about why (laughs) we keep mind a little bit separate from brain, even though they're very much intertwined. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I wouldn't have even picked them as, um, as separate things. But, but what is the key difference there? The key difference between, well, one of the really basic metaphors I like to come back to when, uh, when I'm teaching this to a second year course, uh, so it's a second, it's a second year psychology level of knowledge, if you like, is that brain is very much like a computer. It's an organic computer. It's marvelous in what it can do. It's absolutely amazing in all of the different things it can do. We can still do things with our brains better than computers. Some things, not all things, obviously. We can recognize faces better. Uh, Computers can do maths better. Um, Strengths and weaknesses, I suppose. (laughs) When I think about the brain as being like a computer, then I think, well, okay, 
What happens when it self-activates? Does my computer turn itself on in the middle of the night and start posting messages to Facebook and uh, buying cryptocurrency and things like that? No, it doesn't, because it needs me to tell it what to do. So if you want to think of mind as being the entity that's tapping the keys and moving the mouse and the brain is the computer, you can see how um, one can be fine and the other one not and you'll still get bad results. So you can have a, a healthy mind working through an unhealthy brain or you can have an unhealthy mind working through a healthy brain. Right. Ideally, we'll have a healthy mind working through a healthy brain and then we'll get good results. But what we have to know is that that system or the, the systems of cognition from sensation, perception, processing, paying attention to the stimuli in the environment, uh, and then looking at things like short-term memory, long-term memory, information processing and reasoning as, as sort of end results, if you like, of that process. This bit in the middle attention is, is considered by most people to be a, a bottleneck of extremely limited capacity. Now the problem is we're trying to apply this limited capacity to a lot of different things. The world is getting busier. Yeah, well, I mean, they're talking about um, attention spans being shorter than a goldfish. Is there any truth to, uh, to that saying? Unfortunately, a little bit like the myth of multitasking, um, the attention span, I suppose, of a human being, which we like to think is probably on a good day around 10 seconds, <laughs> which doesn't make a two-hour lecture particularly good from a... No, I was going to say. But in terms of being able to fully direct and fully focus all your attention on one particular stream of information, yeah, maybe 10 seconds is it. Uh, I'm really not sure about goldfish, but people say they tend to not have a short-term memory, and uh, studies have been done recently that show that goldfish actually do have memory. Um, it just doesn't work anywhere near as well as ours does. Right. <laughs> but when we consider, and, and I think, when I think about this word multitasking that a lot of people use, I always think about attention, and I think about we've got theories and models of attention, they're all basically saying the same thing, that whether we see it as a resource, or whether we see it as a process, or whether we see it as an effort, a mental effort, you have to pay attention. Um, regardless of how we conceptualise it, there's not much of it, it's a very small thing, and we really do try to overwork it a lot of the time. So. Um, I suppose for students, particularly students who are new to university life and they're wondering, you know, how am I going to, to deal with all of this? The trick is to not try to multitask. The trick is to try and do one thing at once and be in the moment and do that thing and not let these other things distract you. As soon as you try to separate your attention into many different things at once, that's when problems start. So it's not so much the walking and chewing gum, it's the using the cell phone while driving or it's the um, looking at a, a news report on CNN, trying to listen to what the announcer is saying while you're also trying to read the ticker going along the bottom of the screen, which has got conflicting information in it. So it's like trying to listen to a conversation on the telephone or on the TV while you've also got somebody else asking you questions. There's a lot of different situations where we can just see the process breaks down because we have very little, very little attention to focus and we have to focus it on one thing. Right, yeah, absolutely. So uh, I guess if people were listening to this podcast say um, they probably shouldn't be trying to do anything else that involves too much um, uh, brain power, otherwise they might not be taking in all the information. But the thing is they will be doing other things. True. <laughs> well, I, we're, we're sort of being told, I suppose we're being sold this idea that you can be watching TV at night and I, I, I'm as guilty of this as the next person. 
I might have a laptop open on my lap, I might have a tablet turned on and I might also be doing something on my phone while I'm watching TV and talking to my wife and, you know, doing these other things. So what we're talking about here is not multitasking. What we're talking about is attention switching. So uh, I think one of the things that, that people might be interested in is, okay, given that there's a very small attentional system and it can only do two thing, uh, one thing at once, how much time does it take to switch from one thing to the next thing? Or what is the cost in switching from one thing to, to another thing? Uh, it's almost like shifting gears in a car, and we often use that term when we're uh, talking about a, a, a topic. Just for a quick change of gears here, I'll just move on to this thing. Mm -hmm. And that change costs time, and it costs uh, processing ability. Basically, people who are studying this, this idea, this concept of human multitasking, which is impossible basically, are finding that the more things people try to do at once, the less well they do anything. Don't forget, we're talking about maintaining good performance while we're doing more than one thing in the same space. Sure. So, so uh, I guess for, for students or even for people in the workforce who have maybe got those competing deadlines, um, there maybe isn't that much benefit to say, uh, you know, listening to a lecture while you're also, um, you know, trying to do some study notes or, or do something for another subject. It's better to just sit down and, and do the one thing at a time and then work on that attention shifting. Is there any way to, I guess, increase your ability to attention shift efficiently? It's probably very much a limitation of human systems and there are, there are individual differences. So there are actually people known as supertaskers who can appear to do more than one thing at once, but I would stress that this is a very, very tiny proportion of people have been, have been found to be able to truly, if you like, do more than one thing at once. In general, we say people can't do it. Um, it typically depends on what the tasks are. So you've got a, you know, a lot of studies that come out that say things like, oh, women are better multitaskers than men or this and that. You have to look at what they actually measured and how they're defining multitasking. So when you're talking about the study example, if you're trying to do study notes and listen to a lecture from a different course, that would be one of the worst kinds of interference because <laughs> it's in the same mode. So, for instance, if you're, if you're driving a car and having a conversation, those things are theoretically in two different modes. One is very much a sort of a skilled motor behavior that needs attention. The other is a verbal behavior that needs attention. So the idea is that you're switching from the road to your passenger, back to the road, back to the passenger, back to the road. You're switching your attention all the time. The people who say, oh, I should be allowed to use my phone when I drive because I'm really good at it, <laughs> There's a strange kind of trade-off just at the moment in the development of our species where we have a younger generation who are very, very good with electronic gadgets. And we have an older generation who probably aren't that good with the electronic gadgets, but they know how to drive. So you've got, on each, in each camp, you've got people saying, oh, but I'm very, very good at this automatic skill. I've automatized this over years and years and years. And so I should be able to do this other thing alongside it. And to some extent, although the research says not, and the law <laughs> says not, to some extent they're right in that if you automatize one task completely so that you don't have to think to do it, like you're walking and chewing gum example mm -hmm. before, 
if you can autom automatize the task, then it's all good. Uh, then you can start adding something else in that space, but you still have to be aware that if it, if it does demand your attention at any stage of the process, there'll be a cost at stopping what you're doing and shifting attention to the other thing and then back again. Typically when we measure this, we measure it in milliseconds, but we tend to get double the time taken to do a task when switching from one to another. Double the time. How very interesting. All right, so I guess as a final question, um, sort of looking at wrapping things up, uh, you mentioned how we're sort of having that younger generation coming through who maybe can use a mobile phone as opposed to those um, who, you know, are a bit older and maybe can uh, better drive a car. Is technology changing the way our attention works at all? Or like, is any research sort of showing that um, maybe we're automating tasks that weren't previously automated? I'm not too sure about that, but the research that's being done into what um, what I call multi-screening, but some of the people in this field call media multitasking, is suggesting that it's probably one of the worst things you can do in terms of uh, how your brain and therefore how your mind is able to operate on your environment. So um, consulting firms, employers, groups, and a whole bunch of other people are commissioning these studies because uh, there is this idea that um, humans can multitask, that a multitasking human would be a better employee than a non-multitasking human. But when somebody is using this multitasking in the context that they're talking about, they're talking about something very similar to attention deficit disorder, where the person is unable to focus on one thing at one time because there's too much going on in the environment. So with the phone, the tablet, the laptop, everything else going on, that person is going to be thinking that they're doing an awesome job in monitoring all these different streams of information, but in reality, they're not. And the data that, uh, that we have so far would say that um, people who would claim to be doing this are actually less efficient and uh, use more time to do less work and have more errors than people who are concentrating on one thing at once. It's, it's been estimated $650 billion a year is wasted just in America due to this idea that people can multitask. How very interesting. Well, thank you very much for coming onto the podcast, Dr. Liam Hendry, uh, USQ psychology lecturer. Um, and yeah, I guess uh, if you want to learn more about that in extra detail, sign up and do some psychology at USQ, hey? You won't regret it. It's awesome. Thanks, Tom. Fantastic. Thank you. If you fancy trying to do two things at once, you can head to USQ Social Hub, that's social.usq.edu.au. There, you can listen to this podcast, find all of the information you need to improve your time management, and hopefully improve your study. You can also find out more about our researchers and their work on the USQ website, that's usq.edu.au. Until next time, thanks for joining me on the USQ podcast. My name is Tom. And now you know.